And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Tim Banal. No commercials, no subscriptions, no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. Welcome to another edition of Banal of America, The Revival. And I'm uh, very excited about tonight's program. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, um, very different from what we've done in the past. We haven't really delved too much into the uh, ghost realm all that much, but we're going to be getting into that tonight here with uh, our guest, Adam Taula. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's perfect. Hi there. Okay. Well, all right. how, are, how are you? I'm doing well. Let me give folks a little background on how Adam and I met, because it's a funny story, because mm-hmm. uh, as many people may know, I was down in Nashville in November, uh, at the beginning of the month, for the Strange Realities Conference, and lots of great people in attendance, and one person that stood out to me was Adam Taula, because I, he, 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 you looked like a, like a rock star. I'm not, like, oh you, you have a certain way of dressing, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, who is, and I'm like, I, I had like, like, kind of like celebrity angst, where I'm like, I think this guy Aww. might be some, maybe some kind of big deal, like in Nashville or something. I think like, I think I'm looking at like, you know, the guy who, it's, yeah. I'm just so, an ex-boy band member, so it's not oh, a big deal. They, <laughs> and go. I'm also a high-class hooker, so oh, that's wow. probably I wish, why... I, I wish I'd known that in, in yeah. Nashville. You should, should have told me. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, who is this character? Um, and I'm like, I don't want to approach him. He looks like he's important, and I'm, I don't no. want to, you know. No. So, so then finally, well, after, right? the, after the event was over, we're all partying at the hotel, and and I'm like, oh, there's that guy, there's that celebrity. For some reason, you had become like this fucking celebrity in my mind. Because, because like, Adam wears these, like, nice clothes and shit. He, he dresses really nice. And I'm like, this guy, I'm like, I don't, you know. And I thought I dressed nice, but I look like a bum. So, I'm like, you what the looked, hell? You actually looked really good. <laughs> and I told you, no one can pull off, like, a blue suit like you can. You know oh, what I'm thank saying? You very much. Like, it was good. It was a good look. So, anyway, so then I'm like, all right, I got to talk to this character and find out what's going on. So, we start chatting, and Adam tells me about his YouTube channel. He's He's been uh, involved in the paranormal for 20 years, and he has a, a very popular YouTube channel and a very fun YouTube channel, which we're going to be talking about tonight, his adventures that are chronicled on there. Uh, it's called The Paranormal Polynesian Travel, and folks yes. can find it at YouTube uh, slash at The Paranormal Polynesian. Um, and folks who... They can't, I guess they, uh, the Banal American listeners, they can't see Adam as Polynesian. So as you may have surmised, I don't, <laughs> that'd be very offensive if he was right. Let's just get that out of the way. He's just, he was just a white down. guy <laughs> just calling himself that. So, yes, uh, we're going to get into all, all of his background uh, right now. But Adam, welcome to the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you again. This is going to be great. Yeah. So who is Adam Taula? Tell me a little bit of your bio, your background, and, and how you came to become the paranormal Polynesian? Well, I'm Polynesian, and I'm paranormal. Um, I've been... (laughs) There we go. There you go. The end. Uh, No, my whole life, I've actually been... You know, people say there's haunted places and haunted people, and I'm definitely one of those haunted people. So my whole life, I've been kind of followed by hauntings and... um, I don't want to say like I'm a psychic or anything because that makes me feel weird. I definitely am uh, am able to go to places and kind of get an idea of what went on in the past. Um, And so that's kind of what got me started in the paranormal as a kid. And and then uh, right, yeah, right around the early, like 2000-ish, I started 
going uh, investigating with a group here in Utah, and it's it's kind of funny. I started at the very beginning working with some of the biggest you know people that are in the field still, yeah. And then I kind of went on on my own after and haven't uh, been in a group for a while. But it was it was kind of crazy to just be thrown in and having to meet all of these really these really cool people and but I got to learn a lot about investing. Yeah. I think I was there when the K2 meter was brought out for the very first time at the Queen Mary and oh, we wow. had to stick a dime in it and they were teaching us how to use it and we were like one of the first people to use that K2 meter and I uh I just I had a blast and we legitimately helped a lot of people out here in Utah. We would go to homes that were haunted, we would connect them with um the bishops or the the church if they had issues they needed to do we were we were actually out there helping people so i loved yeah. it um it wasn't like we were there doing a tv show or something it was right, it was right. more than that yeah now and so then you ended up starting this youtube channel and then yeah during the pandemic people were asking me why don't you start a youtube channel kind of talking about the things you've done over the years because I've gone to so many places over the years and investigated so many things. And so I said, sure, I'll do a travel channel, go to weird places, haunted places. And uh, especially living here in Utah now, it's the weirdest state I've ever been to. So it's perfect. I bet. Now it's there. I'm interested here. Uh, and we're going to go all over the map as mm -hmm. we go through the evening, but is obviously Utah is a huge Mormon presence there. Is what's the what's the general sort of attitude about the paranormal uh, from the Mormon community? Because I don't, I have no idea what that would be. You know, from from what I know, they do believe in the afterlife. Of course, they also believe they can build their own planets and things. So, uh, but they, <laughs> hey, that's they believe fun. a lot of. Interesting things, yeah. I mean, I was actually raised Mormon for the first 20 right. years, and uh, it's very interesting. But they don't really get into – they don't want to search for those kinds of things. It's kind okay. of taboo. Yeah, all right. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know. So you had said uh, when we talked, and then you had mentioned this on uh, in the exchange, we were setting up the – interview yeah, that you you've been to skinwalker ranch was this like back when you could get onto the property because i assume now it's like super like locked down you can't be oh, kind sure. of wandering around so you've been on the property before well i don't know something? if i can say i've been on the property proper i mean back in those days they used to have a navy seal sniper that would be waiting oh, wow. to shoot you if you went on this was back in the the days of uh Rob Bigelow and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. started going out there in 2007, so this was oh, wow. this was before anyone talked about Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, yeah. And um, my friend, my good friend Ryan Burns, he owns the property connecting to Skinwalker Ranch, and so ah, okay. He also owned a bed and breakfast nearby, so we would go out there with our paranormal group, and we would hang out for the weekend or whatever, and we would go sky watching, uh, or go look at the ranch with our with our night vision and just see what we could find. But it was, it was a crazy time. It was back before anyone really talked about it. And what kind of stuff did you experience when you were adjacent to Skinwalker Ridge? Oh my gosh. I don't even, that would take a whole episode, 
But, you know, <laughs> I think people think that it's just confined to this ranch, and right. it's not. It's the whole exactly. Uinta Basin, the whole area has got this paranormal, interdimensional, haunted, poltergeist activity going on. It's the only place I've ever been that I cannot even remotely tell you what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's weird. It's like you go out there. We would take our lawn chairs out and just sit out in the sagebrush, watch the satellites. We would see UFOs all the time. And I remember we'd be out in our chairs, you know, like 50 yards out from the car, and we could hear the car doors opening and closing. And it was like poltergeist. Things oh, would weird. just happen. And the, the scariest part about this area is I feel like when we would get talking about our past investigations, for example, we had just gotten back from the Queen Mary, one of my favorite spots. Yeah. And we had heard a little girl crying in the uh, the first class pool, and I was telling the group about it. And as I'm telling them the story, we all hear a little girl crying out oh. in the sagebrush. Oh, and it's like this place makes things appear that scare you. And... <laughs> Oh wow! And it did it for it, it did it every time. Every time we'd go out, there'd be something else. Um, I remember one time we were, I think it's called the Southern Vantage Point, looking over to the ranch, and I've always been scared of getting caught by the police on things, just for you know, because yeah. of reasons. And um, and I, I remember telling the group, you know, we probably should leave because I think the cops are going to be coming because again, a little bit psychic kind of person yeah and right as i'm saying it we see police lights coming around the bend like 150 oh, yards out yeah and they're coming really fast and then they get behind this crop of like um i think it's trees or bushes and then we notice that the thing just shoots up in the sky like shoots straight up into the sky that with this thing that was a police car what? and this was before drones were really being yeah, used yeah. And so, like I said, it's it's like the land, the area can hear what you're talking about, and it just screws with you. Wow. And it, it's also one of the only places that I've not been able to get really good evidence um, through the camera or anything. And I hear that from so many investigators, that they just can't capture the things they're seeing. Yeah. And so it makes you wonder what is really going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. And to the point you're making, yeah, just just – being next to skin in the property next to Skidwatcher is just as good as being on. It's not like there's a border. <laughs> not yeah, like there's not sealed off all the weirdness. It all, the weirdness seeps across the whole area. It's, it's true. Uh, I mean, and you've got Blind Frog Ranch over there as well. I mean, all those places are dealing with paranormal activity. And it sounds like really unique paranormal activity in a sense, like what you're saying. Like it's manifesting things that people talk about, or it's kind of like purposefully interacting with you in a way that. You know, most of these ghost hunt type situations, the ghosts or the paranormal activity is more passive. But this seems much more active and almost aggressive paranormal activity. You know what? Yes. And, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the this is the first place I've ever seen what I would just say is like a, one of the gray, tall aliens that people talk about in books and TV. Wow. Uh, it's. And it's a place where you'd be sitting next to your colleague investigating and you would all see different things at the same time. It's like it could it's like we were all hallucinating sometimes. Yeah. And so it's the only place, like I said, I've 
I've ever been that I can't figure out, and it's the only place I don't feel safe going to. Yeah. And I really don't like to go there myself. Um, and I try and, and try not to. I didn't go for years and years and years until the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and then I went back and I was like, oh, this is why I don't like this place. But I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back if someone needs to go see it. I'll I'll take someone by if you want to come on down. I may have, yeah, I was just going to say, I may have to take you oh, up on this. I'll have to talk to Ryan awesome. and see, but I'm sure he'd let us on to Space Wolf Research. He's great with that stuff. Is so. that the name of his area? Yes, he's got this ah. uh, place called Space Wolf Research, and it is connected to Skinwalker Ranch. They share fence lines, and there's plenty of stuff going on there, too. Gotcha, yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I, I'd be interested, although I talk a good game when we're on <laughs> podcast, but then it's like, I don't know if I want to go to... <sighs> It's one of those. It's like it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful part of the uh, the uh, country, and but it's like everything's great until the sun gets down, and then when it's nighttime out there, it just changes completely. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people that runs away or anything from stuff, but there's been a few times where I've definitely thought about it, attempted to. I don't even know how to run. I don't think I can physically. But I don't know how you. Yeah, yeah it's hard to run away from a ranch. Yeah, in like the middle of nowhere. It's like where you yeah. run to. You just run hide in the car. Um, so you mentioned. Uh, so wait a minute. You said you saw an alien. What do you mean? What, what do you mean? I know it sounds so like ridiculous. <laughs> this was the time that caused me to not go back again for years. I had a friend that came in from LA, and she always wanted to see the ranch, and so we took her out for her first and only time. And we were out in the, uh, we're out by, I think this is the southern vantage point, again, sky watching, and we, we had our high-powered lasers, and we were doing exper- experiments, you know, shooting into the sky, and we were getting things shooting back at us. And out in the the fields, um, out near Skinwalker Ranch, people see these colored orbs all the time that float out in the sagebrush, and they're probably the size of, like, you know, a grapefruit, they're not, and you can see them, you can see them, it's yeah. not something on a camera, and that night, I remember these green orbs started coming towards us, and my friend was was not having it, and I was getting really nervous, because I'd never seen this happen in all the years we'd been going out, and so I remember we were like, I was like, Let's, we need to go, because I don't like this, and so we get in the car, and Ryan's backing up to get out of this dirt area and the whole time we saw this kind of tree next to the car or what we thought was a tree and as we're backing up in the mirror my friend and I both saw this tree bend down and stick its face in the window and it was the big gray head the big black eyes it was a creature that was at least nine feet eight feet nine feet tall and that is that is the last time I went there for for a handful of years (laughs) Wow. And, um, you know, what's weird is she, ever since she came out to Skinwalker Ranch that day, she's been plagued with paranormal activity the rest of her life. And this is, we're talking, it's been at least 10 years, and she has things happening to her house all the time uh, to this day. Jesus. And so she thinks it came from there. And I, I think maybe it could. Because I've had lots of weird things since going out there. And any of my friends that went with me, too, we all kind of, yeah, it kind of changes you when you go out there. Now I definitely don't know if I want to go out. <laughs> it's 
it's not for everyone. And me being Polynesian, like Native Polynesian, we're very similar to Native Americans. And out there, yeah. the Native American people, they really don't like to talk about it. You don't even say that word. And so I'm very superstitious, too. And so I can see how they wouldn't want to go out there because, I mean, things really do happen out there. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about this energy, for lack of a better term, that kind of makes me wonder that if it's kind of like, look, you want to come at me, bro? Like, <laughs> then here I am, and now you're kind of like, oh, what do you oh. think of this shit? You know what I mean? I feel like it's got that kind of weird attitude, but you don't see really in a lot of places in the paranormal. That is. And, and that's like, that's that is how it feels. But if you were to ever go out there, I would highly recommend for you, for yourself, or whoever's going out, to not be that way yourself when you go out there. Because that's oh, yeah, no, be no, a no. recipe for disaster, I feel like. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, you know me. I'm super chill. So, well, not you personally, but I'm just yeah, anyone yeah. listening. I'm like, don't go out there and maybe ask for stuff because you'll get it. Yeah. But I think that, I think maybe the energy just knows that you're like, you're like, you're here to see me. Here I am. Did you get what you wanted kind of shit? You know what I mean? I get, I get that kind of weird impression of the of whatever's out there. Now, you said you kind of knew when you were growing up that you maybe had the gift, if you will, or the paranormal sort of impact. So when, when was, like, what's your earliest memory of when you, you know, you were kind of like, all right, something, something's off here? I remember, uh, well, I lived on the islands when I was a little kid, six, six years old. I lived on the Samoa, uh, Western Samoa. And they would tell stories of um, things that were out there. And um, on the islands, you know, you bury your dead in your yard. You have events with them. It's the dead and the living. It's not separated yeah. out there. And so it's a big part of our lives. And we would see, I mean, we would see our ancestors. We'd see our relatives that had passed just standing in the night sometimes when we were sleeping. And we slept in huts. With the, the, you know, the grass roofs, it's, this is like, oh, wow. it's definitely, it was uh, rustic. There was no electricity back then uh, where, where we were living. And, but there's something about being on a small island and people just feel the veil is thinner out there. Yeah. And uh, I remember even coming home back to Orange County where I grew up and, I would see little kids and things at, at our house and I'd even talk to them. And this wasn't an imaginary friend type situation. And I would draw them and I've always been kind of artistic to the point where my parents took me to like counselors oh, because wow. they're like, what is going on? And yeah. there were too many coincidences where I would see people from my family, uh, from uh, relatives that I've never met and things yeah. that it just, it was too, perfect mm. and I remember yeah it got really bad when I was a teenager and uh I'm talking like kind of poltergeist kind of activity I, I mean I could go in a room sometimes and lights would explode oh, um wow. things would fly across the room straight I mean straight up poltergeist mm -hmm. and it's something that still happens to me it happened actually just a few weeks ago. If I'm really upset or something crazy is going on in my life, things will start going wild here in the house. And I don't know. I'm one of those people. I don't know how to control those kinds of things. And yeah. um, I definitely don't. I'm not a reliable person to, to, to talk to and, and ask to speak to the other side because it only works when it wants to work. And I, 
can't control when these things kind of happen. Now, have you ever been, like, have you ever kind of been in contact with the other side in that way? Or is it kind of more just like you are, uh, you know, you, you're a, 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 a potent receiver of the paranormal, if you will? A lot of my, uh, so for example, I was once uh, investigating with our team in this little town of Lehigh, Utah, this old this hotel that was a polygamist home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew nothing about it. And I remember we were there the whole night and I was upstairs in a room in the corner and I just, I will see these snapshots of like photographs almost snapping in my mind. And I remember uh, seeing this woman like crying on the floor in the corner, just wiping up blood. And I, oh, and she had been beaten and so I told my friends to pull this dresser out from the corner of this house, and we pulled it. And you can see where the the stain was all missing in the corner where it had been wiped. And there was oh, a discoloration um, of some kind that could have been blood. But that's those are the kinds of things that happen when I go to places. I'll yeah. see kind of just a little – I just can kind of describe it as the photo that pops yeah. into my mind. Interesting. And so that's kind of what happens to me. Very interesting. Wow. See, it's hard for me to even wrap my mind around this, what that must, that experience must be like. Um, now, you yeah. mentioned Queen Mary being one of your favorite places to investigate. <laughs> why, why, would you, why is that? Why is that one of your favorite places? You know, it's – I feel this weird connection to it. I don't know how – you feel or other people feel about reincarnation and things. I don't even know how I feel about it, but I almost feel like I'd been there before. It was like yeah. I could walk the halls and know where I was going and I'd never been there. And the first time I went there was back in 2003. And we were there for a conference with I think Dave Schrader or um, like a, it was with taps, Jason yeah. Hawes and Grant Wilson. And we, got free reign of the ship and we were investigating. That is the first time there was, that was the first place I saw full bodied apparition while I was actually looking for it. Cause I, I kind of started the group or going to the group cause I wanted to see if I was crazy as a kid or if this was really happening. Yeah. And that was the first time it was confirmed that I was seeing things because there were other people that saw it. Yeah. And that experience uh, always stays with me. But what happened was we were we were walking around the ship and we got to these doors. And again, I had this kind of feeling and I said, we need to go into this room. And we tried to open the doors and they were locked. And so we turned around to go and then we heard a pop and the doors opened. Oh, <laughs> they just unlocked. Wow. And we walked into this room and it, it was later I found out it was the third class ballroom on the ship. We just called it the trophy room because there were all these trophies and glass cases. And all around the perimeter of the room were portholes looking out into the bay. Uh-huh. But the, it was, you know, pretty dark in the room. And we all sat in the middle. And I remember we had our recording equipment, our our uh, voice recorders. And this all happened in a matter of maybe two or three minutes to us. But we started to see this thing in the corner of the room start to manifest. And it looked like television, like TV static. And it was in this like swirling sort of ball. And then it started to form a head and shoulders and 
I remember looking to the person next to me. I'm like, I don't, am I ready to see this? Like, I just started doing <laughs> this shit. Like, I don't know if I want to see this. And then uh, all of a sudden next to this thing, it looked just like an, an old movie, black and white movie. We saw a pair of legs with nurses' shoes on, just walking in place. And this, it, it was it was scary. It was yeah. really scary. We all, like, I remember I was crying for some reason. And when I get to a place when it's really haunted or there's a lot of energy, I'll just start, tears are start pouring down my face. And oh, the, wow. the girl next to me was doing the same. And that's when we started to see people kind of surround us in this room. And we noticed these black sort of shadow figures were not outside of the portholes they were in. And they were kind of coming around us oh, in a boy. circle. And I remember we could hear chairs in one of the closets starting to move around and hit the walls. And uh, we kind of took our pictures. And I remember us all just kind of staying back to back. And we slowly just walked out of the room. I never run out of a place. But I felt so ne – there was so much negativity coming from this room. Yeah. And we, we walked out. And we opened the door. And uh, – I remember Grant was just standing right there, and he's like, what happened to you guys? And we had thought that maybe five minutes had passed, but we were in that room for 45 minutes to almost oh, an hour. Wow. And oh, so wow. the time was not going correctly. Everything was just – it was it was like we stepped into this other time and place. And when we went to the Queen Mary, when I came home, I started having things happening in my apartment. Uh, I would wake up in the night and I would see those portholes around my bed and I would see those figures. And I remember hearing a voice and this voice clearly said, you know, God cannot help you now. And oh, I know, isn't that great? Yeah. And I remember when that happened, I woke up and I jumped towards where I thought my light switch was. And the the walls just kind of faded like in a horror film, and it was the room again. And when I walked out to my uh, living room, I had just had an email from my colleague from the group, and he's like, you have to hear this. And he sent me an EVP from the Queen Mary the week before. Yeah. And in the EVP, it's the same voice that was in my bedroom, and it says, God is lost, is what it said clearly. Oh, and boy. that was my first kind of introduction oh, into ghost hunting with a group. And so then I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah, I was going to I kind of love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, part of me, I feel like I would be like, that's it. I, I fucking, that's enough. I know, and I've, I've experienced enough crazy yeah. to, to last a lifetime. I, I, I don't need to do this. But but at the same time, I, I guess you're kind of right in a way that it's it's maybe once you have that experience, it's like an addiction. You're like, I need to get, I need to get back to, I need to kind of touch that other side again. Well, and for me, it was more of a confirmation, and that's why I loved it so much, because like I said, you know, for the first 20 years of my life before that, I was having these kinds of things happen, and I didn't know if it was just me being nuts or because I am nuts right, still. Right. I'm a little crazy. A little crazy. Uh, but you are a little crazy, but I'm I like a little it. crazy. I you're fun. Crazy enough. Like I way. said, you could have you been like, I'm the mayor of Nashville. I would have been like, I am the mayor I of think Nashville. That's the How mayor did you of know? Nashville. <laughs> like, I think that's the mayor of Nashville in the audience over there. Everybody, everybody be cool. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, um, and so it was because of that experience at the Queen Mary that I continued investigating with, with our team and for years and years. And uh, 
went to so many cool places, met so many neat people. And um, and then just, you know, life happened. Our group kind of disbanded and we went our separate ways. I moved back to California and I just continued doing things on my own. Yeah. And so I haven't been in a group, a paranormal investigative, investigative group in years. But, you know, I still love a haunted hotel or a cool abandoned building. I'll always love going to visit stuff like that. Well, that's for sure, because your YouTube page is, is full of visits to all these places. Yeah. Uh, I'm so envious as a sort of a travel bug myself. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, I do love traveling. Yeah, your stuff's amazing. Uh, really, Thank really you. cool. Now, let me ask you, uh, I, I hate to do these kind of like throw things right at you, because you, you don't no, know that's fine. Go that I'm it. going to ask about this. But I, you visited a lot of places. You have visited a lot of places that uh, – I haven't been to myself, but there was one. But you, we'll, we'll get into your visits to, to New England in a little bit because that's okay. <laughs> here. So you know, I'm interested in your take on that. But but one place that you did have in on the YouTube channel that we have both visited, which that I can have some sort of uh, point of reference, is the Whaley House in San Diego. Okay, yeah, that All was right, very so, recently. Okay, good. So what was your? Tell me about this investigate. So so you just kind of go now and walk around film and, and see what might come about. I right? do. Mainly I'm looking for some good food, but if I see a haunted place along the way, then I'll definitely stop. I do love there to eat. There you go. Um, but the, the Whaley House, like I said, I grew up in California. I'd been to San Diego many times, and I'd heard of the Whaley House. I'd never been until I think it was last fall, uh, right before I went to Boston. And I – Again, places like that that are super hyped up, too, it's kind of hard for me to get a feel because they already kind of throw stuff at you when you walk in. And I hate that. I don't like to know stuff. Right, right. I like to just kind of go in for myself. But, you know, we're in that day and age where, you know, everything's 150 bucks to go visit and you have to go in a group with a bunch of 20-year-olds that are screaming. So it's kind of hard. Just to hold on, Adam, just to sort of just to catch people up to speed, because we kind of jumped into it because we're both familiar yeah. with it. But Whaley House is this, and oh, I, yeah. do, I could do no justice whatsoever to this to the site. So forgive me, proprietors of the Whaley House. But the the Whaley House yeah. is a super old house. I couldn't even tell you how old, but it's super old, like you know, from when from when from, the, it's, uh, from the the gold rush times in the eighteen hundreds and. Uh, I, I believe it was a courthouse at the beginning. Yes, yes, uh, yep, 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 yep. There were also, and, before that house was even built, though, there were gallows there, and they used to hang people. So that's it's got quite a history on the grounds of things right. happening. Exactly. And to, and to sort of flesh out the, and kind of to, to speak to what Adam's saying here, it, it, nowadays it's like a super fucking old house located <laughs> in this area of San Diego called Old Town, old town. Uh, which just like all around it is sort of like touristy, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of throwbacky kind of like touristy type places, uh, restaurants and chosky shops. And Best tortillas kind of you'll get in the area. Love it's it. actually pretty cool. Old Town is pretty cool. Um, it is. It's sort of like it's supposed to be it's supposed to look. You know, they try to keep it. Parts of it are really old, and you know, parts of it. Yeah, are kind like of dirt road. There's a Spanish mission at the end of the street yes. there on Old Town. Yeah. It's a, it's a very. If you've never been to California, it's definitely it, to me. It just says California to me. The whole place. Yeah. That's how it was back in the 1800s. Right. Um, it's, it's, it. it's really cool. And ironically, another Adam that we know, Adam Davies, mm-hmm. was a ghost 
uh, tour operator at the Whaley House. Uh, oh, he was? I, yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's a weird sort of uh, connection there, too. But 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 what, what Adam Taula is saying here in sense is that, yeah, so you would go there – and you can you have to like pay like you know whatever, and then they t- give you the tour around the house and kind of set yeah. you up for all the stuff. And they're like, well, take a lot of pictures because you never know if there's going to be a ghost in one of them and stuff. So it is yeah. kind of like, you know, I was kind of busting Adam Davies' balls about it a little bit, but it's like you got glass on everything, dude. You guys are just setting it up to like be a reflection or something. I, I kind of got the impression when I was there that I was like kind of being a little bit taken for a ride, kind of, but not necessarily, yeah. but just sort of like. They hype up, like you were saying, they hype up the ghost. It's like all in good fun, but it's definitely not a place you can like do a scientific experiment. I mean, there's so much noise in the city and stuff, and it's such a small kind of house, and it's surrounded by so many things, like you were saying, touristy things and bars and crazy drunk people. It's got to be hard to investigate that place. Yeah, like Um, if you really – yeah, I think you and I could both agree. Like if you really wanted to – investigate you'd have to come in fucking at night or whatever you don't necessarily yeah you'd have to buy the whole house and i have looked into it and it's not cheap but i might do it actually in the next year with you know we need to get 10 people together so if you'd like to come fly down let me know well well we could do that because i do come out to california on a fairly frequent basis so it might be possible but uh but yeah, so that's that's the Whaley House. So tell me about your I, I kind of recounted my visit. I think I've been there two or three times over the okay. years. So tell me I've about been your there tw- I've been there twice. And um I like I said, nothing really happened. But I do remember um before I heard the story of the daughter, uh there was a the daughter of Mr. Whaley, I can't remember her name. She she married a man who kind of took her for her money and and left her, and she became very uh, distraught after that, and she took her own life in the house. She shot her, she, uh, she shot herself or fell out of the window. Gosh, I'm a real good storyteller, and I get my facts <laughs> great. It was one or the other. The people, the Whaley but, House people are going to fucking hate us. Well, they, they are. We, we love the Whaley House people. We do love the I'm, Whaley House, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, no, she attempted it by jumping out of the window once, and then okay. she lived. And then she went out into the back house and she she used a gun. And I didn't know any of this really until we got into the room where she died on the couch. And I remember like, again, the tears started coming down my eyes and I'm, this is in the middle of the day and I'm looking like an idiot. And I'm just like, I remember this feeling of such sadness, more sadness than I think I've ever felt anywhere. And I'm also standing in the spot where the gallows were before the house was built. And that was the only spot in the house where I had something happen to me uh, that affected me. But again, I didn't get any photo, you know, photos. It would have been pointless to do any sort of recording. Yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely think something's going on there. You know, Regis Philbin ran there, ran out of there in the night one night when he spent the night. He said that he saw a ghost that chased him out of the house. So oh, wow. Regis wouldn't lie to us. I mean, no, certainly you know, not. Never. No, he was a so treasure. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but it's definitely got a vibe. Um, and it's kind of a sad one to me. Yeah, yeah, it does yeah, I kinda I kinda could sense that, I guess, when you put it that way. Uh yeah, it, it is kind of a it's kinda of, yeah, it's kind of a bummer of a place, but I think a lot of these haunted places kind of are. Like yeah. They're all like, you know, really kinda 
raggedy-ass fucking hotels or hospitals or sanitariums and shit where it's like a lot of people suffered and stuff, so. And the other thing I noticed when I go to this house is how big I am because the stairs are made for, like, tiny people from the ancient, like, everything's so small, and I'm just like, how do you live in this house? Uh, But it's, it was, it's a cool place. Definitely check it out if you can. Yeah, it's neat. It's a neat. They have a really good gift shop. Love the gift shop. They do have a good gift shop, actually. Yeah. How that I think of it, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, – so okay, so talk about your trip to New England because that's where I'm from. Now, you posted a video. So you went to Salem. What did you do in uh, I did. Um, I went to Salem. I wanted to um, – I just wanted to see Salem. I've always wanted to go. I've never been – being a kid of the 90s, I, I loved Hocus Pocus, and I wanted to see all the spots they filmed. But, you know, I think my favorite spot there – was when we drove out to Marblehead to the cemetery that kind of yeah. overlooks the bay. Have you been there? I don't think I've been to that specific cemetery. Now. It's what's, what's, just what's like a quintessential New England cemetery. It's got, it's got, you know, victims of the uh, Salem witch trials buried there as well. Okay. And it's just, um, it was such a, it was such a beautiful place that my husband and I actually went on, uh, <laughs> We went on Zillow to try and find a house. Like, I'm not even kidding. We were talking really? about moving out to Marblehead. You should. I live nearby. We're not fun. <laughs> oh, is that where you are? We could go on adventures, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, Boston kind of scares me a little bit. It's a little intimidating for my small country Utah ass to go nah, out there. You, um, you, you do all right. It's it's okay. I, You know, Boston's got great food. Uh, but it was a lot for me to take in. But when I went out to Marblehead in Salem, I don't know. I felt like, and I also have ancestors that were in the Salem witch trials. And oh, so really? the other thing doing my channel on YouTube is I've been able to go to places that I'm connected to that I didn't even know I was connected to yeah. and experience places where my people lived. And, um, Thanks, Ancestry.com. I was able to find these things out. I actually used to work for them in the DNA department when they started the DNA testing. And so I was able to find all sorts of stuff out. (laughs) The DNA. That's all right. First of all, that sounds ominous. And then the DNA department alone sounds. I was one of the first little groups I had to, we had to take the test. And I'm like, are y'all going to frame us for murder? Or like, what's going to go on with this? We'll see. It's still possible. But, yeah, Salem, um, the East Coast, I've always loved the East Coast. And I still tell Barney, my husband, that we have to live there. Like, I see myself living the remainder of my life out on the East Coast. I have my best friend lives out in New York, in upper, upstate New York. I go there all the time. And I I just love the people. I love yeah. the history. And just I love the ocean um, or you know, the trees and stuff out there. It's, well, if you like history in the ocean, you know, yeah. this is the place for you. I would love to live out there. Absolutely. But uh, I, I, I went to Medfield. Is that what it's called? Medfield? The insane the It's kind of like a park now that you can walk around, but all the buildings are there from the institution. There used to be a mental institution there. It's in, oh, where is it? It's somewhere out by you. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell for me, but I'm not really a local. Waltham, is that ghost. a city? That sounds no. about, yes, Waltham is a city. So that's probably. Somewhere out in that area. But uh, it's where they filmed uh, Shutter Island with 
you know, okay. that movie. So, yeah, it's, so you went there to... I went there to, to film for the channel, and that place, that place really kind of screwed around with my my energy, even though it was the middle of the day and there are other people walking around. I was like, some crazy shit went down at this place. But, you know, people who have ever looked into the history of our mental institutions back in the day, they weren't uh, the best circumstances yeah, for yeah. people. But um, there's just, you know, you could throw a rock out in Massachusetts and find a crazy story. Um, yeah, that's exactly. kind of what I love about it. And then we, we got so to go. What, sorry, go what ahead. did you mean by it messed with your energy? It just, it just kind of made you feel uneasy? It was very overwhelming. I, only thing I can describe it as it's noisy. It kind of is just like this noise. And it's, it's, um, it gets so bad, you know, I'm, I'm really big on energy and people's energy, and I kind of am attracted to people with a good energy, of course. You know, yeah. I don't want to crazy people. Uh, and it's like <laughs> when I met you and stuff, I was like, this is a good guy. He's, he's a little nuts, but I like, I like yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was just very sad, very sad, very negative, uh, just in places where a lot of tragedy happened. I can just tell. I mean, you don't yeah. need to tell me. Uh, I can feel it. And yeah. so, you know, when we were also out there in New England, we went and spent the night at the Conjuring house because I wanted to see that. And uh, have you all heard of the Conjuring house? Oh, you paused on me. What? What's that? Oh, uh, nothing. Weird. The, the recording paused for a minute. But we'll, it did uh, pause. Uh-oh. Yeah, but we'll just, all right, so just... Pick up where you left off. So while you were in New England, you stopped at the Conjuring House? So, yeah, while we were in New England, I spent the night at the Conjuring House. And um, that's another one of those places super hyped up, right, that everyone kind of talks about and people weren't able to go visit until recently. But, you know, I forked over the cash and I was like, I might as well just come see this place. And Yeah, if you're in the area, you got to, you know, this is yeah. kind of our, you have like a paranormal duty to pay the 40 Yeah, money. and the <laughs> owners there, I can't, they, they just changed owners when I had shown up and they were so wonderful. So uh, I would go back again just to see them and see the area. But the one thing I do think of this house is there were definitely things that happened. I did record that on my channel too. I remember as we were, as I was leaving in the morning, I kind of said goodbye to the house and then all the lights kind of, like I said, they all flickered and that's the kind of stuff that kind of happens with me. But um, there was a time in the night where everyone went outside onto the grounds and left me alone in this house. I was by myself up in the uh, upper floors where the kids, if you've ever seen the movie, that's completely over-dramatized with the kids playing the clapping game and stuff, they would hide in the closets and the spirits would screw with them. I mean, I was, I remember going into the closet and I was doing a live stream and I was like, I'm think I'm going to have a heart attack right now. Like, I don't know. This is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, um, I've, I found that it's the house is actually not that bad. And I think whatever happened to that family, whatever Ed and Lorraine Warren had said, I think that that's long gone. But the land that the house is on, behind it, there's definitely uh, some crazy shit going on back there. And, you know, the Revolutionary War was, was happening in this area. So I I did uh, some Estes Method sessions, 
and I kept getting uh, I kept getting uh, the words uh, blood and soldiers, and I don't I hadn't seen that movie since it came out, and I forgot all about it. But I guess what they found was they said there were dead soldiers buried around the house. And that's kind of the vibe. I, I got that picture in my mind when I first got to the place. And um, I, I just remember, I remember the house was creepy, but it wasn't anything compared to the land out in the back. Um, but it was, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool night. Interesting. Yeah. Met some fun people. You should have come with us to the Bell Witch Cave down in Nashville. I know. I saw that. I was so mad. And you know what? My flight got delayed that night, so I didn't even leave till like uh, eight o'clock at nine o'clock at night that next night. You still uh, what's that? Oh, what night? Missed. Sunday night? You wouldn't have made it then. Okay, you were out there. Well, like, that's all right. So, then. Yeah, but it was yeah, quite I, the trip. Yeah, Bell Witch Cave. That's I remember learning about that as a kid in school, and I remember that that story scared me. I think I was like seven or eight when I heard about it. And I was like, oh, no, but I'm so jealous. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it. You would have, Yeah, based on your what you say is sort of your past experiences, yeah, I think you would have uh, tapped into something in there. It's creepy. It's very, uh, you know, claustrophobic. Obviously, it's a cave, but I, I, yeah. I didn't expect it to be as claustrophobic as it was. Like, if you get down this little fucking tunnel type Ooh. thing. You know, I don't like yeah. I don't like being I don't like that myself, but I I would do it. Um out here in Utah we have tons of caves kind of like that and mine shafts and stuff and I Oh god. I have spent the night in a few mines out here just to to see haunted mines nonetheless. So really? Yeah, I don't even know how I got into the one. I had to get permission from some national society and they had to come with us and we had our sleeping bag. I mean, like, we spent the night in a mine. And this is, like, a place where there's, like, fish in the water that don't even have eyes because they can't see shit. And the water's oh so clear that you can't even tell there's water. And you could drop 100 feet off. And there was, like, turquoise oh, in the walls and stuff. I mean, it was, like, Knott's Berry Farm shit. I love Knott's Berry Farm. So I was like, this is, like, this is like Disneyland, but real. And um, so there's a lot of mines out here in Utah. Jesus. Um, a lot of mining towns. I, you're just crazy. I wouldn't spend the night in a fucking mine haunted or not. Like, what the? How you I just remember I ruined a really good hurt. pair of shoes that night, and I was pissed because I was in, like, my 20s, and I, I wore, like, not the correct clothes for mining. Um, yeah. Go figure. You yeah. You were dressed yeah. as the mayor of Nashville down yeah. the like, Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I used to dress real crazy back in the day. But, yeah, um, that was... That was crazy. That mine going down one of the shafts, you know, all of the wood beams were collapsing. And I don't know why I thought it would be cool to just keep going for like half a mile. And I remember finding newspaper articles from the 40s and magazines that the men used to look at, you know, those kinds. Uh, And I'm like, this is crazy. This is like I'm in a different time. And this stuff had not been touched since the 40s. And uh Definitely uh, felt some energy over there. And there's, uh, I later found out when I came back from walking to where I walked, that's where a few men died in a collapse. So, um, very interesting. Utah's a weird place. I'm telling you. You've said that several times. Why do you, why do you believe that? I really don't even know. I think it's because we're, 
there's so much prehistoric and so many uh, Native American sites here. The, the petroglyphs are just up the road from my house in this place called Nine Mile Canyon, which also has skinwalkery vibes. And it's like when you're walking around here in Utah, it just feels so much more ancient than yeah. anywhere I've ever been. And so because of that, I think there's a, just a ton of energy that you you just don't find anywhere else yeah. um, that you've been in these other cities and stuff. And I really don't know. Maybe that's why now, the Mormons came out here. That's what I was just going to ask you. Uh, now, I'm sure there's some kind of historical mainstream reason why, but do you think maybe that unique energy is what drew the Mormons out there as well? I mean, it very well could be. Um, I know that they probably got tired of walking from, like, Missouri or wherever they were. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. I mean, Utah is a really beautiful place, too. But geologically... There's so much going on here. You've got the Great Salt Lake. You've got the uh, the red rocks that kind of look like you're on Mars. Yeah, there's yeah. so many different uh, areas to the state that just look like different planets. And so I can imagine seeing if you saw this place for the first time, it would really seem magical to you. And, of course, like I said, all the Native American tribes, you know, there's uh, petroglyphs and things that I just saw the other day that were from like 8,000 years ago. And, you know, pe people lived here for a long time. And yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of things that have to do with solar eclipses in these petroglyphs. So the people here were really big on things that were happening in the skies. And it's it's got to all be connected somehow. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't think I've spent, well, I know I haven't spent enough time in Utah, but I really haven't gone through there, you know, except for maybe driving through as a kid. So, but it's not bad. It's pretty cool, actually. You could yeah. definitely drive well, around, get into some trouble. Oh, I'm sure. I, well, trouble <laughs> finds me. Uh, you know, uh, that's how <laughs> we ended up meeting. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it does. Uh, it, uh, having looking back over it and talking to you, listening and and thinking about it, just yeah, over the years, yeah, Utah comes up quite frequently in the in the world of the strange to the point oh, where yeah. it's like, okay, this seems like higher than average. Like this is like an outlier area where uh, you know not just Skinwalker Ranch, but just a whole bunch of weird stuff. So yeah, what did I see in the news that just happened this week? Something about scientists found. Uh, I, I don't even know. I probably no, should have looked into it, but they always kind of rain that was shooting down from the, yeah, something happened here in Utah that scientists have not seen ever that came from space. And yeah. it's just, um, that's the kind of stuff out here in Utah. There's so much crazy shit up in the sky. There's just UFOs galore as well. I mean, not just, not just the ghosts. There's crazy stuff in the sky out here. And you definitely have good views of the sky in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Well, those scientists are always finding stuff, but, you know. You know, yeah, so they're always, always here, though. Yeah. It's That's, just, well, there you go. So we're now, talk, talk about uh, talk about your visit to the Stanley Hotel. Because uh, I asked you for some of your... Oh, the Stanley. You know, That's my other favorite that, place. Yeah, I uh, I love the Stanley. You know, I'm a big Stephen King fan. That's the first kind of guy I used to read when I was a kid. And The Shining is my favorite movie. And so I had to go to the Stanley because that's the hotel that The Shining is based off of. And uh, I went there again for another 
conference back in 2008, I think, 2008. And uh, we had, again, free reign of the whole building. And they, um, this place is another one of those places. I can go there every single time I go there, something happens, paranormal, as well as to people I'm with. And I remember the the first night I was, uh, we had a costume party because why not? Why not have a costume party in a haunted hotel? And uh, they, they had the power turned off in the whole building. So it was just had flashlights and I was staying up on the third floor and I remember I had to go to the bathroom and I was like, I got to pee. So I had to go up the elevator by myself. We didn't have cell phones with flashlights back then. Yeah. And I remember walking down the hall to my room at the end. I'm just like, Oh great. And I go in, I get into the, uh, I'm in the bathroom. And as I'm in there, I start hearing the bed bouncing up and down and I hear little children laughing oh, Jesus. and giggling. Oh, and I'm, I remember standing there, you know, whatever. And I'm like, can you guys, can you please uh, maybe stop that shit for just a moment and let me finish, uh, finish this. And then can I just get the hell out? Because yeah. it was clear as day. There were kids jumping on the bed. Yeah. And later that night, my friend won the costume contest. They had a costume contest and the winner got to stay in room 217, which if anyone knows about that, it's the the most haunted room in the hotel. It's the room wow. where Stephen King got the idea to write The Shining. Wow. And we spent the night there. And I remember we had a camera set up. And it's on my channel somewhere, some of the footage from that night. And uh, you can hear the bathroom door, like, shutting itself. And these are old doors. It takes a lot of force to, to close doors in these older buildings. And... Um, I remember, well, uh, I, I loved it so much, I went on my honeymoon there. So, <laughs> and I remember going on my honeymoon, and I stayed and I asked for one. I'm like, can I please have the most haunted rooms, please? And uh, we, <laughs> they, they have like a little paper that tells you about each room that's haunted. And we picked this room that apparently is haunted by kids again. I'm like, what the hell's with the kids? I don't want the kid ghosts. Yeah, kid Those ghosts are the worst. Creepy. Yeah. And so I remember I tried some experiments. I put, like, we get in the room and there's, like, toys. First of all, that's, I don't know what that's about. That's creepy. So I put them in spots in the room. And I remember clearly that these things were moving when we were leaving the room because I would take photos. And, uh, you know, when you're staying in the rooms at night, you can hear kids running up and down the halls. Oh, God. In the middle of the night. And there's no kids. Yeah. so, but, you know, the coolest thing I had happen was just like last year. I went with my friends. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see that video, but I went to the music hall. I watched hall a little with, bit of it. It's pretty nice, yeah. Yeah. If you, the whole video is really well done. They're really cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. But if you catch the end of that video, I was on a tour, and there's a mirror in the building next door in the music hall, and uh, apparently uh, the janitor there died of a heart yeah. attack in the early 2000s, and he haunts the building and oh. um, I took a photo in this mirror and I know people when they say oh, I took a photo and it's not a ghost in it I kind of roll my eyes because a lot of times it's nothing you know yeah. um, but this is definitely a man in this mirror that was not in our tour group his eyes are glowing you gotta just see this photo yeah, it's, it's like all the nightmares yeah. uh, I and he doesn't have legs in this photo it's just like the upper half of him 
and he was not with us in our little group. And so, um, like I said, every time I've gone, something paranormal happens. Uh, and it's people say that the hotel is so haunted because it's built right into the granite in the bedrock. If you were to go underneath the tunnels, you see tree roots. You're looking, you're in oh, the mountain. Wow. And people that. believe, you know, that it kind of has this residual thing that happens that's causing so many hauntings. And I think that maybe there could be something to it. But um, there was, you know, another time we spent a night in the tunnels and the pipes above us all kind of crashed down on us because I Jesus. started cracking jokes about uh -oh. like stuff. Like I was starting shit. No, I, was early, I was in my twenties, you know, it was a different uh, time. I understand. And, and so <laughs> uh, we, we saw balls of light down there. We had the pipes kind of fall on us. We, all, we thought we were going to die. We had to call the hotel manager and we're like, can you tell us what the hell just happened above our heads? And he's like, there's no reason for any of that to have been happening. But um, so many, so many crazy little stories. Weird. Now, um, you say, yeah. when you say, like, you, you'd hear the kids running up and down the hall, do you, is it, because, like, I never have any of this shit happen to me at all. So I'm wondering if it's not so much the place as it is. You say you're haunted. Like, are you kind of, is it kind of yeah. like, I'm imagining you almost like Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost. Where it's like I you're am hearing Whoopi Goldberg. Shit. How did you know? Yeah, it, you're it, hearing this shit, and it's like only you were really hearing it, and it's like... No, it's not just me, and you know, um, and I, I need to preface this by saying I've been to a lot of places in my life, hundreds and hundreds of yeah. places, so when I'm saying these stories, it's like when you're going fishing, like you might catch a fish once in a, like the whole week you're there. Right, exactly. So yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. plenty of times nothing ever happens. Exactly. But yeah. when it happens, it definitely happens, and I know that it happens because... When I was dating my husband at the beginning of our relationship, he was kind of like, um, what, like, what is going on? Like, I don't, like. Yeah, you're telling me. Are things okay? He's kind of um, skeptical of all this. He's not really into the, into the paranormal at all. He's gotten into it over the years. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, it's been 14 years now. But back at the beginning, I remember he would see things in, in the house. Wherever we'd be, it would not matter. We've moved about nine times in our relationship. Yeah. And everywhere we go, stuff happens. And so he's kind of come to <laughs> accept that it's just like, you know, it's nothing ever like super negative or evil. It's just just people coming in saying hi. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I wish I could. Weird you. activity. Well, what do yeah. you think? What do you think? Like these ghostly, you know, because the mm. way you some of the stuff you describe sounds more just like this idea that it's like in the thing and it's kind of repeating. It's sort of this presence that's contained within the location, if you will. But in other instances, you know, it seems like it's more um, interactive in yeah, a way. So, yeah, but what do you think is behind the ghost phenomenon in general? And I know it could be a bunch of different stuff, as I just found. Yeah, and you know, as I get older, my opinion kind of changes a little, and it's actually. I, I don't know. It's kind of changed even more recently, but I think me personally, I, I don't know what happens after we die. Um, if I knew, then I wouldn't be doing all this. But yeah. I think a lot of the stuff I've seen over the years is residual. I think that I can go to a place and it, like I said, it plays back like a record. It's not anything that's really there, but it does materialize for people. Yeah. But the intelligent stuff that happens, I don't know. I feel like, you know, when you, and I don't see why you would die and you would want to just haunt a place for a hundred years, you know, like you've got other right. shit to do. Right, right. Like I would imagine. 
Um, and so I think when we're seeing stuff like that, I think time is just, it just works totally differently after you pass on or whatever. And I think maybe two minutes of their time is what we're seeing here over a hundred, 200 years. Yeah. And I think that they're not really just hanging out for all this time. I think time just works different, especially going to Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, there's definitely some time space continuum shit going on. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think, um, I definitely don't think I'm going to be haunting like the Queen Mary when I go. Um, I, like I said, I think people have better things to do. Uh, so I, I can't answer. I don't really know. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's just, uh, I don't know. Kind of what you're saying, this residual energy is, like I said originally, the first thing is just, yeah, I think it's like the, the energy of the area of the location kind of repeats itself. It's embossed into the, area and then i think also there are other like sentient ghosts or something if you will and, and you know what? They, yeah. those may not necessarily stay at one location but they could come fleeting you know like you're saying you would encounter your old family members and stuff like that like that would be kind of you know they, they come in and out they can kind of pop in and pop out in different places and do that kind of thing but they're not like stuck in one location so i think maybe it's yeah. two different types of ghost if you will completely different phenomena in a way um i mean that would probably be my mm -hmm. best guess and then and then some kind of there's probably some kind of third there's probably like many more than three honestly but, but a third sort of option is like some kind of sentient intelligence that is not even connected to dead people yeah you know i'm saying so like the like you're at, at on the outskirts of skinwalker ranch you're encountering something it's like that has nothing to do necessarily with a dead human being. It's, it's some kind of third yeah. thing. It's this energy, this entity, this otherness that, you know, knows, you know, that exists alongside us on the planet that we can't quite figure out. Yeah. And I think, I, I think that what we perceive as ghosts, man, even be ghosts. I think it could be like interdimensional stuff. I think right. I, there's some days I think we're in the matrix. I don't even know. Um, there was a time when I was driving to one of these old mining towns with a friend of mine and yep. on our way to Skinwalker Ranch. And we went through this town and most of the towns abandoned the, the main street buildings. But I remember we passed this restaurant and it was packed. And I remember saying to her, oh, we got to check that out on the way back because food, you know, like I love yeah, food. Yeah. And we went to food. Skinwalker Ranch. We did our thing for the weekend. We come back through the town and that building hasn't been used in a decade. So what did we see when we were driving through the town on the way up? We saw this restaurant full of people. We come back through and it's boarded up. Like stuff like that I've yeah. seen in my life that I'm like, that's that's not ghosts. Like is that that's like the matrix? That's I don't like know a what time is that? Loop or something, so, yeah. Like a glitch in time. So I don't know what we see, but I think I think the ghosts, the aliens, all of it's a lot more connected than maybe we think it is. Yeah, I agree um, with that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not a religious person by any means. And um, so to me, a lot of it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think maybe religion, uh, at the risk of offending our religious listeners or whatever, but I think maybe religion sprung up in a way to try and explain this shit. We can't oh, sure. Explain, so, so oh, yeah. I mean, sure. I I just, like me, I'm more of, like I said, I'm more focused on the, like, I am very spiritual. I have a, a lot of, um, I put a lot of stock in energy and, yeah. and uh, stuff like that. 
but I think I think religion definitely is one of those things they're trying to make sense of it all. And I think that's great. If that's what you do, you know what? You go, girl. I think that's yeah. wonderful. Um, but I think there's just – it's just stuff we can't even comprehend with our minds. And so why bother? Just like I'm here for the ride. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a lot. I'm not a really a religious person either, but it's that's just a lot of work. That's like work. That's like going to the gym. You know, yeah. like I can't. I can't. Wait, I what's can, the gym? Yeah, exactly. There you go. I can barely yeah. manage my own life. I don't need a whole like set of rules yeah. and all this other shit and obligations on me on top of that. It's like I can barely manage shit now. Like, that's true. <laughs> that's go, true. You know. So that's but I, prim- I'm, I'm primarily not religious because I'm inherently lazy is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, growing up Mormon here in Utah, um, like after I came to Utah when I was in junior high, um, they had church for like four hours, five hours yeah. sometimes. And it would be at like nine o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not I don't have the energy for that. Even as a kid. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, who has time for that? And I say, you know, more power to you if you can do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like like I like to say, like the people who go to the gym every day. (laughs) I'm going to visit one of those. That's my uh, New Year's resolution, I think, for 2024. Let's see what a a gym is like. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Haunted haunted locations are no problem, but the gym, that's another story. The gym scares the living shit out of me. Stay the fuck out of there, yeah. Yeah. Um, So when you go to these haunted places, now I've only been on like, Two, three ghost hunts, maybe. So I'm not really like. Do you nowadays? Do you, do you just kind of try and fill and walk around and talk? Like, what do you do? What do you do when you go looking for ghosts? Because like I, like I said, I went on one or two, and I just the first one I was kind of more active. The second one I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna lay back and try and like let this something happen if it happens. Eat both times, nothing happened so it's like ah geez but you know obviously i think like you were saying about the fishing analogy it's like you got to yeah. do do this more often and then you many years will it, eventually happen yeah. exactly so i mean like I, I have like, tons of do? stories but it's over the course of like 40 something years right of my life um but i when i go to haunted places now like i said it's so oversaturated and i yeah. like there's so many shows on tv and youtube channels and i never wanted to be one of those channels where i just go sit in a room on my ass in the dark with a cell phone app and just like come talk to, like that's not me um i and like i said i don't need to necessarily i can just walk into a place and i can just pull my phone out and i will capture stuff like when i went to um gettysburg a few years ago i captured a video on my channel of like a woman or something sticking her head out behind a tree and there was you know nobody around us that time and uh and so yeah i i go to a haunted place or um and i love a haunted hotel and i just kind of you know if something happens it happens but i don't usually investigate much anymore especially for the youtube channel because to me i think it's just boring like who wants to sit and watch me for an hour just right exactly doing nothing right right. so i'm more about the history and then if i see something that happens and things definitely happen um then i capture it and it goes on the channel but i'm more about just the experience of visiting the place and just getting to meet the people you know all around the country and stuff because there's so many so many weird places here in the u.s um, and I love it. And uh, 
yeah, I'm not even close to seeing everything. So Yeah, that's why it's uh the paranormal Polynesian travel. Did you add the travel, travel in after? Like because uh Um I did kinda add that in about a year ago because I realized that I had people that were kind of expecting a certain channel with that name. But yeah. when I explained to you why that's my name, it's a little more easy to figure out. But right. I, um, my channel's always going to be focused on the travel aspect. And I do like to give tips and things to people. And if I can find a good deal or a good restaurant, then I, I put those in my videos. And uh, like next week, I'm going to go drive the extraterrestrial highway in yeah. Nevada. So I've never been there. And so I'll, I'll put that up on the channel. So if there's a, if there's anything weird, where I'm at, then I like to just film it for the channel. Yeah. Yeah. But I find good food along the way. Absolutely. I love some good. What's what's some of the best meals you've had? Like what's some of the best, you know, maybe maybe that you want, maybe that would be connected through the YouTube. People can go check it out maybe or otherwise. I don't care. I'm just trying to help you. (laughs) You know, yeah, I like to help you too, but. Uh, you know, like, but, a, you know, what stands out for you in a particular, cause I am a bit of a foodie myself. So all this I am too. And I've, it's been my experience that a lot of places that these travel vloggers and stuff rec- uh, recommend, it's not great. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like when you're just randomly driving in a place, you have no idea where the hell you are. You stop next to a gas station. That's where you find the best food. You know, Hawaii, when right. I went to Hawaii, of course, I think I'm partial to that stuff. And that's, there's some amazing food out in Maui. And uh, when I went to Salem, Massachusetts, we went to this restaurant called um, Tanner's Fish. I believe that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on your video, yeah. So freaking delicious. That's some of the best seafood I've had. What's that? Is this where you had the scallops? Yes. I love me a scallop. I love a scallop. Jeez. They're fantastic. I'm a huge scallop fan myself. But, um, you know, when I went to Maine, I went to Portland, Maine, I got like, it blew my mind that I could get two lobsters and some clam chowder for like nine ninety nine because that would <laughs> yeah, be like a yeah. hundred bucks out here. And then, of course, Las Vegas, they really do have a ton of good food. So I'm going, I'm so excited to go to this steakhouse next week. It's called the Golden Steer, and it's been yeah. there for like 60 years. And it's in this really shitty strip mall. But like yeah. Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, they all the people have eaten yeah. at this place and it's still the same. It hasn't been up remodeled. It looks like you step back into the fifties. So I'm excited to try some steak over there. I love a good steak. Interesting. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I like about your channel, is that it's very eclectic in a way. It's not just it's all haunted there. locations. It's, all it's it's got all kinds of other sort of like these travel places. It just you know you go to some weird places too. Um, yeah, um, and I tell people it's pa- the paranormal Polynesian. It's just not normal. It doesn't mean necessarily there's ghosts because because you know after doing the doing that for so many years, I, I'm interested in the I'm interested in the other stuff now more. Like I want to talk about Bigfoot and. The aliens yeah. and the weird government stuff that's going on above my house. And it's just, there's so much weirdness that is have you, amazing. Have you ever gone, well, you say you want, have you ever gone sort of looking for Bigfoot? Yeah, I or, did a few times back Bigfoot in the day country. with my group. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's stories of Bigfoot here in Utah up in the Provo Canyon, which people say there's also an underground military base there for some reason. And... 
All I know is I've been seeing a lot of military copters coming out of there the past six months, and I've seen fighter jets coming out, and that's not something I've ever seen out here in the cornfields that I live. Um, that's just not something that we've seen. So there's yeah. something going on up here near me. Um, but Bigfoot, you know, I'm going to be going to Washington in a week or so. I'll I'll look for him there. Isn't that where he is? Washington and Oregon. Yeah, yeah, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look for Bigfoot this um, next month, and I'll report back. Really? How do you yeah. do all this traveling? How do you manage this? Well, so my uh, I have a part time job. I work for a hotel. Okay. And I get a is amazing. Haunted? Is the hotel haunted? Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, you know what? It actually is. Um, The other night, I remember I have like cameras at my desk, and I saw one of the laundry carts moving itself down the laundry room. And then I told a coworker, and she's like, "Um, "I just saw that shit last week happen." And so, yeah, I guess our our hotel is haunted, but we get a really good discount, and so I take advantage (laughs) of that shit. And um. So people are, people ask me all the time, like, how do you travel so much? Like you just said, and it's, it's, you know, with my husband's job, he, he travels constantly and I'm lucky enough to get to go with him to a lot of places. So when he's doing his conferences, like this one next week, I'm off filming stuff for the channel. It's not like I'm, you know, independently wealthy or anything. That'd be nice. Right. But I certainly couldn't afford to do this otherwise. Um, Yeah. And so I take advantage, like I said, if there's a trip that I can go on, um, I'm going to go on it. But yeah, for Washington, my, my brother moved out there and my mom's out there and she's been uh, kind of sick. So we're going to go see her for Christmas. I'm just going to stay out there for like three weeks. So I have, I definitely am going to look for some weird stuff out there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'd be interested to see what happens because you seem to be, you seem to kind of attract the strangeness and, and the paranormal, uh, you know, this otherness, if you will. So maybe yeah. you'll, maybe, maybe you'll encounter, like you, you seem like, you know, I, I say this with deep envy in a sense. You seem like someone who will fucking go out to Bigfoot country <laughs> on the very first time, the very fucking first time. And like a Bigfoot will cross the road oh like right in front of your car. And I'll be like, man, I am one of those people, and um, I, you know, I'm not good with the English, but I swear to God, I'm going to write a book one of these days, because I, I have so many more stories that I I just, I want to do like a haunted road, like a road trip book, kind of showing you locations with, like you said, where the good food is, tell you kind of stories along the way, and it's going to happen, and yes, I am one of those people, like the most random shit will happen when I go to a place. Yeah, like I you, yeah, like it. I said, that's that's to me. That's I can just envision this now, where you're gonna be like, yeah, I just just drove down the road, and Bigfoot just drove down. He just knocked right on my window, and he uh, yeah. asked for a Slim Jim, and it was, and I had one, so yeah, he, it was great. He's my friend now, yeah. He's my friend. We're, we're on Facebook, so yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, now, all right, <laughs> I'll, we're we're close to winding down. Don't worry, right, no worries. Out. All right, cool. So. I'm looking through the the video here, uh, the the YouTube page, and um, one of the things that <laughs> I 
Well, it is the holiday season, so one of the it's, it, we should I want to ask you about. You have a video, the sad history of Santa Claus, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Does, does that ring a bell? What is what yeah. is Santa Claus, Arizona? Apparently, it's a kind of ghost town. Yeah, Santa Claus, Arizona was a town that was built. Um, gosh, I want to say like in the twenties. It was it was a development that some guy tried to like sell to people back when Route sixty six was a really you know that was our main way of travel, and this was yeah. off Route sixty six, and uh, he wanted to sell this town where people could come and mail their letters uh, and meet Santa Claus. 365 days a year and what? so he named the town santa claus and he's tried to sell this development and it failed miserably he Holy lost everything shit. and then um so now that all that's left of it is just you can still see these little like gingerbread looking gas station and oh, like an wow. outhouse and stuff there's nothing left of the hundreds of acres that were there except for just a few little buildings but it's kind of weird to go out there in the middle of nowhere and there's just like this Santa's Christmas village. little Christmas village and it looks like yeah. the hills have eyes shit going on. Um, but Route 66, that's another thing on my list. I want to go start in Chicago and come back all the way to Santa Monica because I haven't gotten a chance to do that because there's so many stories, I'm sure, to be yeah. told yeah. on that. Route 66, yeah. But so I do. Yeah, I got it. Oh, no, I just, uh, Arizona is another one of those places. A lot of cool little ghost towns, a lot of interesting history. The Wild yeah. West, it's the Wild West out here. It really is. Yeah, I'm fi I find it very intriguing, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. we have very different backgrounds in a way, because I, I am kind of familiar with all the weirdness here in New England. Yeah. Sort of a po pocket of weirdness, and then, you know, you've got your pocket of weirdness out uh, in the great American Southwest, and then, uh, mm -hmm. you know, ironically, I... Obviously, you know Adam Sane, he's a conspiratorial, and the guys, all those yeah. guys down in Nashville. That's a whole other area of weirdness. Uh, oh, and I'm so excited that I got to come out because that's a whole thing. That all, like half the stuff that y'all were talking about, is so like out of my wheelhouse. But I loved it, and I'm like super interested now. So I, I really am. I do. I hope to come next year because I thought it was really a blast. It was a lot of fun. It's very, mm -hmm. uh, as a family reunion vibe now over the years. And, you know, if you yeah, come I back again, telling, it's like, yeah, I was telling everybody people, knows you again. Yeah. Uh huh. But I was, I was telling people here at home that I felt real smart, like after I came back from seeing you guys. Cause I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is how people that talk in complete sentences are in public. Like these guys <laughs> know what they're doing. Um, I just thought it was really, I think it's really neat. I yeah, I love that. Have you had the chance? to uh visit savannah because that's a big ghost no town. no i haven't had a chance to to visit savannah um i've only been to atlanta and i wasn't too impressed <laughs> impressed with atlanta yeah. no no offense to anyone who lives in atlanta it was just kind of a weird time too i went like in 2021 and yeah it was like a bizarre visit but that's as close as i've gone okay yeah it's on my list up. for They're sure like super ghostly yeah. Um, now, what about New Orleans? You've had, you've spent some time in New Orleans and some of the various oh, yeah. haunts down there. Is there anything in particular that stands out? You said something that you were you you went to like an invitation only private cemetery or something like that, or you had to get let oh, into the cemetery. Yeah, um, I, I spent Christmas there last year, and that was that was a blast. I've New Orleans has always been my whole life. I finally got to go, and I was so excited. Yeah. Um, 
But I went to this um, on this tour with it was the Odd Fellows, you know, the group, the Odd Fellows. They're kind That's of familiar. it's a very exclusive. I don't want to compare them to the Masons, but kind of like the Freemasons. Yeah. And they have cemeteries in New Orleans where you can't actually go into them unless you have a person in the Odd Fellows group ah. that invites you in. Okay. And it's not like we were friends. It's like I like it, like I bought a ticket, but. It is invite only, but it's, yeah. um, it's a, it's, oh God, the cemeteries in New Orleans, amazing. It's so, the, the French influence out there. I mean, I'm a kid, I grew up next door to Disneyland. So New Orleans Square and the Haunted Mansion, that's my favorite part of Disneyland. So when I got to see these real places last year, I was like, I, I just ate it up. A and the food ate that up. Yeah. Amazing. Um, the food down there is great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we even had, um, yeah, I had a paranormal experience at our hotel there. We were staying at the Hotel Omni, and um, I didn't know anything about the place, but I remember, I remember waking up one night at three in the morning, and the room was filled with smoke. And it was it was so bad that I um, woke my husband up, and I ran out to the lobby. And I was like, is there a fire? Because you could tell there was a fire. Like, it smelled yeah. like the building was burning down, and I couldn't see. And we got down there, and the the woman at the desk, she's like, you crazy asshole. Um, she's, like, she's like, oh, we get this all the time. It's The building did burn down so in the past, and they rebuilt it. Yeah. And um, it's also, yeah, it also has a very sordid kind of history to this hotel I stayed at. Um, in the Civil War, but yeah, and um, interesting. The I'm trying to even where, where do I begin? It was just it was it was a neat place. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. I, it's got quite a history, so it's yeah, it's like it's it's when I visited there, I kind of thought it was like felt like being in Europe or something. Uh, like it felt like you were in a different country. Yeah, I will recommend, though, if anyone goes to, like, the French Quarter, you want to wear, like, closed-toed shoes because I feel like um, I wear flip-flops, you know, 12 months out of the year, and uh, you definitely want to wear shoes in the French Quarter. That's all I'm going to say. Um, oh, yeah, that's for sure. It's a little yeah, sketchy right. in places, but you know what I loved about New Orleans is the people there, they've seen some shit, kind of like me. They've been through some stuff, but they are so proud of their town. And they're so welcoming, and um, I love it. I love the people in New Orleans. It's another one of those places I'm just so glad I got to visit. Yeah. Now, a lot of your – you have a, quite a few videos where you talk about Disney. Are you like a Disney aficionado? No. Let me get – okay, I'm not one of those Disney adults. Um, okay, people good. think I am. Oh, I, You know, like I said, I grew up – I could see the fireworks from my house as a kid every night. Um. But as an adult, no. I don't think you could pay me to go there, especially right now, yeah. Christmas time. Or I, I did attempt to go last year because, again, Barney had a conference. And so I was like, ah, because the people want to see Disneyland. So I, like, put up with it for the day. And it's nothing like it was in the 90s. You know, to me, Disneyland will always be like it was in the 90s. And it's not that anymore. It's this whole other monster to me. Yeah, and I just think when people have to take a loan out to go to a damn theme park, right? It's there's there's something wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, and in my video, I broke down how expensive it was to go there for one day, 
And to me, I just think it's insane. But um, I'll always love the history of Disneyland. And I, I yeah. always wanted to be an Imagineer when I was a kid. Cause, but then you have to do math. So that's not going to happen. Um, well, yeah, should, you uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, Disney, I, I had someone, someone had me on their podcast the other day about Disney and Club 33 and, and its connection to like the Freemasons and occult stuff. So there's kind of weird stories about Disneyland, too. Yeah, I was going to say, you should um, check out Walter Bosley's book. I don't know it off the yeah. top of my head, but it involves like the carousel at Disney and how it was aligned mm-hmm. on a certain uh, thing. All right, we have some interlopers here, so hold on. Oh, that's okay. You guys can go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, Disney's a no, no. You're good. It's all. It's not gonna. It's, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I I I'll go. Like I'll go to the Florida park if I'm in Florida and my cousins invite me. But it's not one of those places. Like to me, there's so much more to see in this country yeah, than a yeah. theme park. But I do love a theme park now and then. Uh, yeah, like, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, got back from Universal just... in Florida a few weeks ago. We went to the Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. And I do love a haunted house. So that kind of stuff oh, I'll do. Yeah, yeah I got to put that next video up tomorrow on my channel. But, um, yeah, if it's anything haunted or hollow, oh, I love Halloween. Don't even get me started. It's my favorite. Yeah, well, I saw the video. The, the Well, I saw the Disney videos, and I was like, oh, okay, I can't tell if this guy's like a super. I saw the one I'm done with Disneyland. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not going back. I'm not going back anytime soon. It's just such a cluster of shit. I, I, it's just a mess. It's a mess out yeah. there, and I don't want any part of it. And, like, um, I love people with their kids. I think kids are great. But, like I said, I don't want ghost kids, and I don't want to hear kids screaming for 12 hours. Like, it's not good for my soul. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's not for me. Maybe for my friends. Go for it. Yeah, there you go. I can totally empathize with that. Believe me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've been—I just got back from a trip where I was screamed at by a toddler for like ten minutes. Oh, days, so, yeah, that sounds not fun. A, not, yeah, not, yeah, for Thanksgiving, no, 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 no less. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Thanksgiving um, for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So no, no, yeah. There are people that go. Like there are like those Disney people. Yeah, that. Uh, it's, oh, my it's friend's funny. there right now. She just got back three weeks ago. And she was there for a week, and she's there again today for, like, a week. And I'm like, you're crazy. You're just straight up crazy. But I love you. You're nuts. To me, that's scarier than Pixar. Yeah, I, went, I think I went once as a kid to Disneyland. I've never been to Disney World. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I've always kind of wanted to go because it's, like, seems – it did always seem like a better Disney theme park than It is. And, you know, it's kind of like – they haven't gotten any of the remodels that the one in California has. And so it does look like Disney did in the 90s, especially like Space yeah. Mountain and stuff out there. So I kind of love it. But yeah. it's not like I'll go just to go to Disney World for anything. But um, I would go there definitely over Disneyland. It's just so much more spread out and you're not just That's on top of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a lot of fun so, to do, you know, at least just once, maybe. And as as ridiculous as it sounds, because I'm like a child of the 80s, it's like, yeah, I kind of want to see that Epcot Center. I've never seen the, you know, oh, I've heard, it's awesome. I've, it's pretty I've awesome. I've heard about Epcot Center forever for my whole life, and it's like, I kind of kind of would like to see this Epcot Center that I've heard a million about a million times. So I don't know. Yeah, if you want to see grown adults just drunk in the streets doing crazy shit, Epcot's for you. 
that's definitely the place to go see that. And it is, it is a, it's a nice, you get your steps in over there for sure. It's like I said, it's way spread out, but yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. And it does, it looks like my 80s, 90s fantasy of Disney, and it still does. So if you miss the old Disneyland, check out Disney World, Magic Kingdom and stuff. And Epcot. There you go. There you go. Well, what the before we wrap it up, I wanted to say one of the, my favorite videos here is, uh, ironically enough, it, it just made me laugh. And, <laughs> and you, you start laughing like at the very beginning of the video, so I don't, I don't feel as bad. It's uh, let me see where the hell I want to make sure I get the title right. So I, wanna, I, I yeah, I and, and people down. should know I don't take myself seriously at all in any of these videos. It's really just a shit show. Like I don't know anything could happen in these videos. I could be getting chased by like like prostitutes or I could be seeing like a, like I, it's, it gets weird and you just got to dig deep in that channel. There's like 400 videos to see if if you're bored enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a ride. I, I, I encourage people to uh, check out fun and easy funeral potatoes. Oh, the funeral potatoes. You're laughing as you try and sell this as like (laughs) today, I'm going to show you how to make a really fun and exciting meal. (laughs) Funeral potatoes. It's like, oh, no. And you, even you that, that's a Utah staple here. That's a Utah Mormon staple. They're called funeral potatoes because uh, it's just like people, I think, on the East Coast know it as like a hash brown casserole or something. But it's yeah. um, we make them at the funerals. People, people here, when you die, you get a huge buffet with ham and potatoes. And so it's a big part of our culture in Utah. And, um, God, they're good. I'm going to make yeah. them now that you just reminded me, for, especially for Christmas. I usually make those. So you have them around Christmas time and Thanksgiving and funeral. Yeah. Stay in the video. They're great. They've got, like, cornflakes on the top. It's weird. but I Yeah, I saw it. the cornflakes. I'm like, is that – I'm like, cornflakes? Because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to catch them all on all these videos, so I had to skim around a little bit. So I'm, like, oh, watching sure. that, and I'm like, like, shit, I just, did I just see cornflakes? i got to rewind <laughs> it. What's this guy doing? Yeah, it's a delicious crunch. Um, and yeah, that's, you can't get more Mormon, more Utah than funeral potatoes and green jello, uh, fry sauce, which yeah. people, I guess, don't know what fry sauce is. And that's what is fry sauce? I mean, it's just really ketchup and mayo, right? Uh, mixed together, but it's a Utah thing and you can get it at any restaurant. And, um, I didn't realize that it didn't exist outside of here, really. Yeah, but, I've never heard of this. Yeah, we've we're just like a the twilight zone out here. You gotta check it out. I it's you're, you're, we're you're living really in a different. Selling <laughs> me here on Utah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I should work for their tourism board. I'd be great. <laughs> and I heard we're getting the Olympics again today. Coming oh, back, really? so that's fun. Oh, congratulations! I, I was crazy the first time the Olympics came. I was a teenager. I went wild. They they dropped the drinking age for a whole, like, two weeks to, like, 18, which is unheard really? of. That's bizarre. Oh, I because guess because all these kids were from out, from out of, outside yeah. the country were, yeah, there to, why, well, what got, is the drinking age? Is it, it's, is it just normally 21? Like oh, yeah, 21. I think it is everywhere in the U.S. Um, okay. I yeah. think in Europe it's 18. But, yeah, there were so many people from other countries, they had to change it. And I was, like, all for that life as yeah, a teenager. Yeah, exactly. 
Now maybe you can maybe maybe enlighten us to this one now. I, this is the other one. I the other food one. We're getting into the food. There's all kinds of fun stuff on. Oh, I love on, to cook uh, on the channel too. If I'm not traveling, yeah. I'll be at home cooking something. It's um, great. So what is now? This sounds like the simplest thing imaginable. So what are what what are the three ingredients uh, in grape? I feel like maybe one of them might be grape jelly, but it says <laughs> three ingredient grape jelly ribs. So what? What are the oh. ingredients there? How do you how do you throw that together? That sounds like something easy and delicious. Now, grape jelly comes from uh, the ribs comes from my fa so my family. I was born in Orange County. My family's all from Texas, so I have okay. a lot of Southern family members, and that was big in Texas. It's just grape jelly, a bottle of like Heinz chili sauce, yeah, and like onions, and then you just put that together in the oven with ribs. And then you just kind of brush it on periodically, and they're pretty damn good. It's good, huh? Um, if you know, if you don't dry them out like I did on that video, they're great. All right. Yeah. All right. Someone in the Vidal America audience, if uh, Steve Berg's listening, I feel like this is a Steve Berg project. Yeah. I want to. <laughs> he should. He should. Uh, he should whip up some grape jelly. Some three ingredient grape jelly ribs. I'd be interested to see. Uh, how these turn out. This sounds like something even I could possibly make. Yeah, if it's I love that. I love a little sweet and a little salty in my food. It's 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 pretty delicious. Okay, um, now I, I Okay, good. Oh no, I just food is life, what can I say? I it's I grew up eating lots of food. That's why I look so so svelte in my Oh come on, man. You look like the mayor of Nashville. You look like the mayor of Nashville, I'm telling you. At least I'm not now, the mayor of, like, Oatman, Arizona, who's a donkey. That's – that would be bad. Yes, um, there's a video on that. Uh, oh, yeah, that is another video. I'm just, like, promoting yeah. the shit out of myself. And yeah, that's good. Now, well, I want to ask you about another place, another place, because uh, I – in the video, I, I was hmm. just amazed at this weird location, This the, the Great Salt Air. It's, like, some kind oh, of, like, yeah. venue – but it's, it looked like it was on the water or something. It was yes. quite, yeah. quite remarkable. Tell me about this place. So the uh, the Great Salt Lake here in Salt Lake, it's the largest body of salt water other than the, the Dead Sea that's not part of the ocean. And so back in the 1800s, back in those days, it was so salty that you could float and you couldn't there was no way to not float. You, you could not sink in this lake. Yeah. And so they built this thing that – can only be described as Coney Island, like back in the 1800s. Huge pavilions, gorgeous boardwalks, roller coasters, yeah. and um, sadly it caught fire multiple times. They would rebuild it, and um, now they've got – it's just a, it's a very sad kind of shadow of its former self, but mainly the places used for concerts now and yeah. uh, raves and stuff like that. But – that place is haunted AF, and I, I remember going there one of the first times I was – I don't know what it is, but when I'm in the bathroom is when people start shit with me, like these ghosts. Really? Um, but I remember, again, I was in this bathroom, public restroom of the Saltaire, and the sinks started turning themselves on. The faucets started turning themselves on, and this oh, is God. before the automatic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I see stuff like that, then I – I'm a lot more likely to believe that it's paranormal because I'm watching the thing turn and the water come on. Um, but yeah, that video you're speaking of, 
uh, I I spent the night there as well. Um, with a, I have a friend that does uh, tours there, and that place that place has seen a lot of crazy stuff in the more recent years with all the the concerts and the raves. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole story of Marilyn Manson. He made he made them paint the green room with hieroglyphics. Um, and he, I, I really don't know what they mean. And it's true. It did happen. But there's like weird stories about a lot of the bands and, and occult stuff. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Out there. Yeah. And the salt air, for some reason, is a spot where people keep finding people in suitcases that have been murdered. And What? Yes. There's multiple. If you go and Google it. Um, there have been multiple bodies found out by this place in suitcases. And Do they think it's I the think, same guy? No, they're different people. No, they're I, mean, I mean putting them in suitcases. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. okay. No, uh, they, they've all been, like, completely not related whatsoever. Weird. But but they'll dump, like, they've found bodies in suitcases out around this place. I think there's a ghost there called Suitcase Sally. Oh, <laughs> Everyone talks. That's so messed up. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny um, that that she haunts. Yeah, that would totally place. suck. Like if you're not oh. only are you not only are you fucking murdered and your body chopped up and put in a suitcase, but then like you 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 somehow still kind of hang around and like they they your name suitcase Sally. Oh. It's like oh, come on, like man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like come on, dude. Like haven't I suffered enough? Can't you just call no. me? Like <laughs> and maybe it's her Sally. name's not suitcase Sally. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's. That's kind yeah, of I think a, you, you mentioned something like that, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but there's, cool. um, yeah, the salt air. If you could ever check the pictures out of what it looked like in the it's 1800s. Amazing. It yeah, is amazing. amazing. Um, people came from all over the world, actually, to come check it out. But now the lake is actually threatening. It's, it's, it's possibly going to dry up completely right now because of just overpopulation and the the things going on with our climate. And so they say that if that lake dries up, that the whole city of Salt Lake is going to die because there's, it's filled with arsenic and all sorts of deadly metals. And so it's going to cause like a dust bowl effect. That's going to kill everyone. So that's the new thing about the Salt Lake that we're all kind of looking into here in Utah, trying to figure out how to fix (laughs) Yes. What are they going to do? Just pour more water in there to heart to try and save? <sighs> They've been the... talking about building a pipeline from the ocean and somehow bringing it over here to Utah, which seems uh, pretty unlikely. But I mean, I guess if they have enough money, but they're they're going to have to do something because the lake. I remember when I was uh, in high school, I used to skip school and go swimming out there, and you could just jump in from the the freeway. And now yeah. you have to walk a half mile or three quarters of a mile to get to the shoreline. I think it's even more than that now. So it's oh, wow. it's going away, which is weird. too bad. But it's yeah, that's yeah. strange. It's got some weird history though out there. I hadn't heard the story about the dust the the deadly yeah. dust bowl. This is I think it was just in the New York Times like like a few months ago. They were talking about so it must be official. It must be happening. But luckily that's where insane. I live, I think I'll be alive still because I'm like an hour away. Yeah, you'll be so okay. I'm, I'll be okay. But Everyone I else is screwed. Of- yeah, well, you're gonna be overrun by people trying to get the fuck out of there, but who knows? That's well, wild. It is funny. This is the world we're faced with, man. It is. It's just gonna get crazier and crazier. So, so you're going to Washington soon? What? What? what I guess. How about this? Well, well I, interestingly, I see a lot of your videos now. I think I think you say 
that like it sounds like you something happened where you there's missing videos where you started the channel and then it says I actually oh. deleted my entire YouTube channel. So it sounds like you <laughs> your something of your archive is like gone. But have you I did. I deleted my channel when I first started. Um and I lost hundreds and hundreds of hours of stuff. Oh, and I, so I'm one of those millennials that's like the very oldest millennial and I'm real yeah, stupid I, yeah. with electronics yeah. and technology. I, I still can't work. Like if I was to do a live stream, I, I can't ever get it to work. I'm just not smart with, with that. And so, yeah, I deleted my whole channel when I started the first year and oh, I didn't no. have the sense to like save things correctly in the hard drive. So I, they're oh, gone okay. forever. Um, but I learned real quick. You only do that once, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. then you figure your shit out. So I still so have I to guess figure the, it out. The lead into that question, in a sense, was uh, I noticed that all your, as far as I can tell, all your videos are different places in America. Have you been to, obviously, you've been outside of America. You, you uh, yeah. grew up uh, in Samoa, but have you, well, let's take Europe, for example. It seems like, have you ever gone over there to check out some of the locations no, I haven't yeah, been to Europe. Right in um, weird places. Yeah, I would love to go to Europe. Um, I'm. We're gonna try and go next year. Um, I. Um, I don't think I even mentioned this, but I used to be a singer, so a professional singer. I still am technically. Uh-huh. If someone wants to hire me, uh, I have. Tra- I used to travel, singing all over. Um, I sing in Vegas and the casinos and stuff. But I wow. did a tour once in China with my group. And um, I, I got lost, like, in the Forbidden City once. And if you ever get lost in the Forbidden City, yeah, then then you know what I'm talking about. It's not fun. <laughs> and um, ooh, that ooh, place is ooh. okay. And <laughs> oh, no. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. That but like, I, like that sounded bro, like that sounded like the dumbest shit just now. I just heard myself say it. And I'm like, I saw no, it was a girl asshole. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, here, let me pass this paella that I just made from scratch while I'm telling you this <laughs> shit. But, no, um, uh, you know, the Great Wall of China and stuff, that place is haunted. The, the Forbidden City is oh, haunted yeah, sure. shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's very similar to Utah. It's got this very ancient, crazy kind of energy. And, you know, so much shit went down just to build the Great Wall of China. Um, I did fall down the Great Wall of China drunk once because I, like, the beer is cheaper than the water out there. So I was definitely taking advantage of it. But so that's fun. But um, me, I'd be afraid to get drunk in China because I'm afraid I end up in jail somehow. Yeah. Well, I was just showing, I was just showing people. I found a scrapbook in my closet yesterday and I, was telling my husband the story of when I went to get my hair cut by these women and I was actually in a brothel. So I didn't know that you got extra things with your haircut that day, but I was like, how do you say you're gay? I don't want it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, no, no. And Oh God. This was in China. Yeah. That's for, that's for your, you know, after dark series. Um, but no, China's weird. I love it. I don't think I'd be going back anytime soon, but um, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that was yeah. That was kind of the gist of the. But no, I've, I've been to like a to lot see, of. I'd um, like to see you unleashed on Europe. Tell you, Europe uh, is definitely. Yeah, tell Barney's job to send him out. Send him yeah. out there soon, so we so you guys can check out Europe because I think you would. I, I I think it'd be hilarious. I think you would. Uh, oh yeah. Encounter a lot of weird stuff out there. 
I, I sure would. I sure would. And um, uh, it's it's coming next year, hopefully. There you go. And like you said, you've considered a book, but you uh, you and I, I haven't written a book either. So I, I feel like there's too I much pressure would on have a, to write books. But. I think you would have a great one. I um, Oh, thank you. I'm I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. I'm putting it out there. You know, I'll learn some more English and then I'll come back and try try again, learn how to write and complete sentences and it's going to be fun. I'm going to be, I'll be at the conference next year with my books and my suitcase. Be like, here, there you go. Who wants a book? They're a dollar 99. They're at the dollar tree. Um, Better just be, better just be books in that suitcase, dude. I don't want, we don't want any salt air action. uh, No. Out out down in Nashville. That's true. No. Yeah, Nashville. Nashville, I got to go back because I, I um, I don't know if I told you this. I had pneumonia that whole trip. I don't know if you could tell if I was sick. Really? I didn't know I had pneumonia. I almost, I had to go to the hospital when I came home, and it was bad. Jesus. And so I, I was like dying that whole trip. So I don't even. I was on so much Nyquil that, that entire God. time that, I don't remember a whole lot, but I remember like enjoying it, and I think that Nashville has a really cool energy too. Um, and I can tell that a lot of things have gone down there. So um, that's going to be, I'm posting that whole trip in the next few weeks on the channel, actually, the conference and nice. uh, the hotel I stayed in, which was also haunted. What hotel did you stay in in Nashville? Um, I think I stayed at, it's called like, maybe it was called the Homewood Suites or something. It was on uh, Church Street and it was once an old doctor's office and i oh wow in in the video you see me going walking up to the building and i'm like this feels like a doctor's office but it doesn't you wouldn't know yeah and so then i i come back down and i'm filming the the street and right on the side of the building there's this plaque and it says doctor's building um right in the front and so it's also it's where all the surgeons had their offices for vanderbilt university and now it's a hotel so now when you travel do you seek out these specific hotels that are like Um, yeah well have a haunted reputation i kind of just look on (laughs) i kind of just look online and i'm like hey that looks kind of creepy let's just book that and i know i don't ever research it um i will once i get there and i get a feeling or after but never before if i don't if i can help it and um but yeah that hotel was that hotel was kind of a trip um, but I actually really enjoyed staying there. I'd go back nice. for sure. Nice. And so now you're just a freelancer. You don't do what? What? So the group just kind of dissolved on its own. It wasn't any sort of acrimonious. Yeah, it did. Um, the the group I started with, um, people in that group, they went on to go work with with uh, Taps out here. They moved to Fall River, Massachusetts, uh, to work oh, with with true. them. And so then I started a new group right after called uh, unknown utah and we did that for a good five years or so and uh, then we kind of dissolved that and we're you know we're still talking stuff we just yeah got busy getting married having kids and yeah exactly all that. it's hard to it's hard yeah. when you have a group it's kind of it's a lot of weird dynamics to play and then oh god uh, there's so much drama and, too that's a whole other yeah. pod like i won't i won't go to get into it but there's some drama with that. There's always, yeah, there's always yeah. drama. Yeah. With yeah. Groups so that's kind of why I'm like, I'm good not being in a group. That's fine. I'll just hang out. Yeah. 
I've never really been a part of any group, so it's kind of like, uh, I, I would want to be a part of any group that would have me as a member, as the joke goes, but, you know, it's yeah. kind of. And, like, now in Utah, you couldn't even get in a group if you wanted to. I guess you have to, like, I don't know, do a video submission or some shit and, like, uh, really? donate some money. I don't know how it works. It's so Well, it's all, it seems political. like it's all changed in a way because kind of like it's what weird. you were saying about, you know, you go to these haunted locations and you got to pay to do the tour or whatever. And it's just, like, things, uh, you say you were in this, like, 20 years ago. So it's, like. Back in those days, people were trying to pay us to come yeah, in exactly. and see what That's was what going on. And, yeah, of course, yeah, we yeah. never took money or anything, but I'm saying it's completely different. Now Right. Now right. you have to pay to even go into these places, and, and that's fine. I don't need to do that because I already, like I said, been there, done that, and I'm not going to pay. Like, not, There's some places I looked at that wanted like $300 to go on a ghost tour for like two hours, Right. and right. that's insane to me. That's not happening. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It's very different how it's changed over the years. Like you're saying, like back 20 years ago, some of these places, maybe not the super well-known ones in a sense, but sort of the next level ones, um, you could go there and be like, "Hey, we want to do a ghost investigation here," and they'd be, they, they, I, you know, often they would be like, "Yeah, sure, that's cool. We really like." But now, after 20 years, these places are like, "Look." They just You're kind like, of roll your eyes, yeah. their eyes at you. And yeah, stuff. we've had hundreds of people who come and do these things now. So now if you want to come and spend the night at our hotel or whatever, or our haunted, you know, jail or bar or whatever, you gotta, you got to pay us, like you were saying. you got you to gotta rent the place overnight. And it's, like, it's just completely changed. And yeah. I mean, I guess that's good for the places that are haunted. Yeah, in, I mean, in, it's in good way. for them to make some money. Um, I think that's great. I think that there are um, a handful of places – that I've seen that are really exploiting that. And I think it's too oh, bad. For sure. But yeah, absolutely. I think if people, uh, I think people now kind of just want to go get scared and see something crazy yeah. and have a story to put on their TikTok. And I mean, if that's, that's fine. If you're not hurting anyone, then good for you. That's not what I like. I don't need to do that because I, I don't need to know if it exists or not. Cause I've seen it. Um, and so I'm good. If I, like I said, if I can go to just some random place and have an experience, like in Vegas, well, where I'll be this week, I'm sure something weird will happen. It's Vegas. Yeah. Weird shit happens every time you go to Vegas. But um, then I'll, then that'll happen. But I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm okay. Like on the the group tours and stuff, usually, if I can help it, I don't. It's not something I look well, yeah, forward you're all to doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally, yeah, I see what you're exactly what you're saying, because it's like, you get no alone time, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like that Bell Witch thing. It was like, we were in a group of, like, wasn't just the 15 of us from Strange Reality. It was like another 15 people, some other fucking group of people. Yeah. So like 30 of us in this cave, and it was like, I came back. Ironically enough, you're saying you were sick in Nashville. I came back with, like, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, really? Like, I call it the Nashville flu. I just, like, <laughs> I, you know, I just, oh, no. like, I'm just getting over it now. And it's been like, oh, me weeks. too. Me too. I'm yeah. just, I, yeah, that's what it, what so, did they bring to us? Um, yeah, I probably got it in that cave or something. I don't know. But anyway, but oh, you, you, when you're hanging around in there, you get the, you get the thought, like I do at least, like, I'd like to just hang out here, like, with like five people, like, and just have everyone go and just hang out, like, kind of like what you, talk about like just spend the night there in the cave and see what that experience would be like more so than just kind of like on this guided tour we get to walk around and it's like all right now get the fuck out your two hours is up that's true um and you know actually the nice thing about where i live is 
you know, I can get to Vegas in four hours or I can go to Arizona and go to these ghost towns. And there's still yeah. many places out here that I can go and just talk to the person who owns the town and just yeah. chat with them. And I know that I could go back and maybe do something like an investigation by myself or something. And I will do that. I'll do, I'll do that on the channel, but I'm just, it's not going to be the primary thing. Mostly I'm just, you know, wanting to show people where you can go find some, you know, some cool weird places to visit and a place, you know, places that anyone can go visit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And kind and, of tell and you get about good it. food too. And the good food. Yes. Exactly. Now I'm going to have to eat after this, 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 this interview. You're going to have to make some of those fun and easy Mormon funeral potatoes. Yeah. They're so good. I'm not even kidding. You're, you'll thank me later if you ever make them. I'm going to try and maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and make them. <laughs> maybe I'll try and make them. And the, uh, and the three ingredient, uh, grape jelly ribs. So. Okay. Maybe I'll do some kind of tribute to, uh, Adam Tala. Well, that's, that's very, very wonderful. I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, well, I've, I've taken up a lot of your time. So no, I this really was great. It. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad we ran into each other at Strange yeah. Realities. Uh, it was, uh, it was Kismet, so. And yes, we're, we're going to definitely keep in touch. And absolutely. absolutely anytime yeah. you come out here, let me know. We'll get you over by Skinwalker Ranch and. Well, I might take you up on that offer. I would, uh, I would absolutely do that if I could get onto the property next to it. I would. Yeah, you can't get on Skinwalker there. Ranch unless you're. No, like I don't want to go on with uh, Brandon or or whoever. Yeah. But it's like I said, you don't even need. To, you can go stay in the hotel in Vernal, twenty minutes away, and have shit happen. It's the whole area is weird. Right, right. That's the impression yeah. I get. So, yeah. well, I, I hope you do. I've put together a book. I really enjoy the channel. As I said, Thank folks, you. it's uh, the Paranormal Polynesian Travel, and you can find it on YouTube under the Paranormal Polynesian. And um, Oh, and I wanted to say, okay. sorry, is it okay if I say this too? I, I didn't even mention the podcast I have, um, oh, okay. which I started this year, and that is a lot of fun because my co-host, she doesn't believe in the paranormal at all. And oh. so she's a very big skeptic, and the podcast is called – she made up the name. It's too damn long. It's called To Believe or Not to Believe. That is the podcast. And so every week we have a new uh, subject, and we just recorded a few episodes today. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. It's it's super dumb and funny, and it's – I not, like it. So we do you tell guys a debate? lot of stories. Do you – do you like, or do you sort of like make the case for the paranormal and she yeah. judges like thumbs up, thumbs down? How's this work? What's the... Yeah. Um, the, the kind of like the funny catch to the show is we never do get to really find out what she thinks because I cut her off before she can answer and then it's over. Um, so maybe one day we'll find out if she thinks it's paranormal. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun, that podcast. We cover a lot of things. Um, all sorts of subjects. So you can find that anywhere there's, you know, you find your podcast streaming. All right. To believe or not to believe. That is that the is, podcast. That is the podcast. Okay. She's a theater person. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's not a bad time. Yeah, try making an email for that. Yeah. It's just yeah, too it's, long. It's too long. Yeah. Even if that. you abbreviate it, even if you do like just yeah. the letters, it's like seven yeah, or eight letters. I, it's like, yeah, it's too many. Um, but, but in a way, um, I, I like it. <laughs> and actually, Faye, uh, is, who's my co-host, she she wants to come to Nashville next year. 
So maybe she'll come out and, and meet everyone because she's very fascinated with all of this, but she doesn't, she's never had a paranormal experience. And so she just can't really get with it. Um, so I think that makes it kind of yeah. cool to hear. Does both she hang out with you? Like, cause you have weird shit happen to you all the time. Can you take, take um, her out to Skinwalker right now? She'll, she'll believe pretty fast. I haven't taken her out yet. I think it's in the works in the coming uh, spring. Um, but we are, yeah, I'm going to take her to some places um, and we're going to try and do some investigating so that she can get a feel for it because she's never done it. So I yeah. will do that for her. Um, so we'll have to see. Maybe she'll change her mind. But so far, not not happening. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think with your influence, it'll it'll be uh, easy to conjure something up. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean. Note, Thank you so okay, much okay. for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. This has it. been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed okay. it. And, uh, you know, it was, like I said, it was Kismet. And who is, we're going to get him on the show too later. Uh, the, the guy we were talking to is, I it just kind of had to laugh as you're the paranormal Polynesian. And then he. Oh, the paranormal patio, Jason. <laughs> the, the yeah, paranormal I met him patio. through the channel. We've been friends for a good three years. And that was the first time we ever got to meet was in Nashville. He's a really good yeah. guy. Jason Andrews. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna eventually get Jason on the show too. But it was that was kind of perfect in a way. Yeah. It was just like I meet you. You're the paranormal Polynesian. You're there <laughs> hanging out with your friend. Who are you? He's the paranormal patio. It's like what the fuck? We're, yeah, it's a it's a Where am I? We're all, I don't yeah. know, but it's, it's that so, is so it was funny. just a funny moment. He's uh, definitely a lot more intellectual than I am. So if you want to have some really good in depth deep conversations about the paranormal and things, he's definitely the guy uh, to talk to. Yeah, but does he have a recipe for funeral potatoes? No, absolutely exactly. not. I'm exactly. so in, in that aspect, I am pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, dude, you're very cool, and I want folks to check you out too. the channel. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It's uh, the Paranormal Polynesian on YouTube, and it's as I said, it's eclectic. There's all kinds of fun stuff on there. It's a lot of fun, as you can tell. Adam uh, has a great sense of humor. That's uh, why we vibe so well. <laughs> In Nashville and here on the show tonight. So uh, yeah, you'll if you like Banal America, you get a kick out of sort of the absurdities <laughs> of all this. You'll you'll really enjoy uh, you'll really enjoy the Parable Polynesian. So I, I highly recommend it uh, for folks so looking much. for stuff to check out. And uh, Adam, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I really appreciate. Oh, it. I really appreciate it too. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, brother. We'll have a great holiday season and you uh, too, good night. fan of trouble. <laughs>